Atlanta sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up, and it's going! From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Aloha, Atlanta sports fans. How the heck are you? We are back. I don't know what number this is. 23, maybe. We did the Double Deuce episode already, the Roadhouse episode, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I think this is 23, so welcome back. I don't know, maybe 24. No. Who cares? Twenty. I think it's 23. We yeah. Did, we didn't plan this properly. This could have been the Jordan over LeBron episode. Oh, man. we can. That, that can be just a whole separate episode. 123. Like Kind of like the, uh, the Fairway episode just came out. We uh, just put that one out. We finally found it. It is resurfaced. It is us from T-Box 11 at Laurel Canyon. Give it a listen. We're just uh, telling football stories and generally hamming it up. But for those, if it's your first time tuning in, I'm your host, Robert Taylor. And over here is the commissioner, Mark Rich. And I gotta, we got to do the hashtag com- commission me with it because you were right. The Padres of San Diego took out those Bums from flushing. Full tilt, I told you. And they they got flushed, man. And I'm telling you right now, I said they needed the services of a voodoo gypsy queen, but now they need to build some sort of crude altar, sacrifice something, and burn it and offer it to the gods because, and we're going to talk about it for a minute. I don't know if I made this up or not, but I'm going to take credit. I call it the metting, hmm. the annual metting. And I made an announcement on Facebook for those of you that missed it. You no longer need to set your clocks back one hour after the annual meeting, and we're not doing that anymore. Just forget about it. But I think it's kind of uh, kind of deserving for Mets fans because uh, they talked so much trash. I mean, I had even Mets fans breeze through uh, my job and talk smack to me and say, "It's ours. The East is ours. We got this." It's not your year. It's our year. Let's not even, everybody already knows about Sal Licata and the ridiculousness that he did. But for anybody that doesn't know, I got a, I got a, one of those fun stats for you. We own the East. It's ours. And let me tell you why. Because since 1990, the Atlanta Braves have 17 NL East titles. 17. The, the Phillies are in second with six. And you got the Nats at four, the Mets at three, and the Fish pulling up a goose egg. So, 
Can we also uh, hashtag Strider Stash on this one? Where I mean, where is it, dude? Is it coming or not? I, 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 that's the first thing I said when I got up this morning. I said, I'm, I'm calling out the commissioner when I get there because we don't have it yet. Where Wait, is it? It's it's something that you want me to do that you are not willing to do yourself. I, I, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. But what I'm talking about is the fact that uh, remember when they touched him up earlier in the season and his quote was, they seem to be having a lot of luck right now offensively. That's great. It's August. We'll see what things are like in October. And exactly. That brings me to another point. Uh, for And I, again, Atlanta fans, I'm going to give you a little tough love. I'm going to go in on some of you because for those of you that cried in April and said, oh, my God, the sky is falling. You did your chicken little imitation. And then later in August and September when you said, hey, remember, remember April? Didn't matter. Then doesn't matter now because if anything the Braves and the Mets have just proven that it doesn't matter how you start it only matters how you finish the Mets were in first place for 175 days lost the division they're out of the playoffs the Braves yeah they were abysmal in April and a little bit in May then they ripped off 14 in a row and then after that they became the best team in all of baseball to finish the season the best it does not matter how you start. It matters how you finish. And if anybody knows, the Mets have started out like a house of fire in April. I mean, I'm telling you, this thing is real now. It's time to start talking jinxes or curses because <laughs> I don't know the the number of years, but it, it has happened to the New York Mets every year. It used to be like clockwork, like right around the All-Star break. This one was late. They were late bloomers this year, but a bed shitting nonetheless. First team with 100 or more wins to miss the NLDS since they implemented it in 1995. And, hey, hey, the Braves have had meltdowns, and some of my Mets fans were were being a little pissy, and I said, let's not act like if this wasn't the Braves, you wouldn't be all over us. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm just saying, and again, it does not matter. Look, it, it's the regular season. It's April. But no division title has ever been decided in April. Nobody's ever looked back and said, look at April. You can have a bad April. Everyone can have a bad April and bounce back. We just saw it. Ten and a half games down. You just you have to write this shit pretty quickly. Doesn't matter. For all of you, I mean, we don't need to really talk about any more about that, but what we have now are for the... Pa- for parody's sake, I kind of still wanted to see the Mets versus the Dodgers. Yeah. Because they both want a piece of us. But we got we got Philly, so that's uh, yeah. And let me tell you something. That and again, I'm going to be confident but humble. I, I put away all my championship uh, shirts. Now I'm not I'm not not going to ever wear them again. That no. was last year. This is this year. Not putting them on for the postseason. Starting at zero. Starting at zero. I'm going to be confident but humble. I, there is no guarantee we'll win the NLDS. Did we get good news with Strider? Looks like he's going to be back. And speaking of Spencer, he got some good news this morning to the tune of six years, 75 million big ones. Locked him up. When are we building that stupid statue? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm probably going to uh, get some sort of charge against me if I ever meet Alex Anthopoulos. Sure. Like some sort of weird 
I don't know, like, can you... Man groping charge? Yeah, I'm going to hug him for way too long. It's going to be uncomfortable. I might even kiss him right on the mouth. Um, It's just going to have to be what it is. I'm sure. Um, And again, you know, still got to get Dansby signed, but, you know, AA said the other day that Dansby is a glue guy and you can't lose a glue guy and that he's really stepped up into that leadership role on and off the field. He's kind of taken up Freddie's mantle. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spend any time on it. It's going to get done. And yeah. It's so hard, though, because everybody's saying that same thing. I, I, and I, I know we're, I'm repeating myself. I'm a parrot here. Just It's okay, my, though. But they lessons learned dealing with Casey Close in Excel Sports. Lessons learned. Dansby, there's no way he doesn't know. There's no way he doesn't know. He wants to be here. The Braves want him here. He'll be here. If that, He'll be if here. The, those are all correct things then yes but some of these Mets fans too were saying like you know hey uh Scherzer says he wants to crawl back and they should get him and the Mets want him and Cohen wants doesn't matter man doesn't matter sure and if we get him great if if we don't who who cares at this point like honestly like yeah. I, we're yeah. we're a destination now I'm sure people want to come to Atlanta one of two things is going to happen with DeGrom either he's got a chip on his shoulder now and he's out to prove something to himself and the Mets organization, uh, and and that they can win, that he's hey I'm 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 in it with you, Max. I'm in it with you, or he's like man, I'm getting a little older. Braves can win now. That's what I want, you know. Because what what you have to wonder what that does to a team and their chemistry and everything. You won 101 games and you end it like this. Does that? I mean, again, everybody says you got to have that fighter's mentality. You know, it's over now, but sometimes that shit stays with you. Sometimes it carries over. And you got to wonder, you know, a $300 million plus dollar payroll, you got a hundred and something million tied up in three guys. Something's not right. It's, it's, it's not right to be that great of a team and to go out like that. Something's wrong in New York. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Chemistry, you know, leadership, coaching. I don't know. Something ain't right in New York. Hadn't been for a long time. This keeps happening. It's that it's such a bad feeling. Such a yeah. bad feeling. Golly. So, uh, you know, we got to get uh, our friend Chris Rubessa back on here and, and roast him again for that one. But we got to play the Phillies. And, man, I have not liked the Phillies in, in, in since ever since those greasy, cigarette-smoking, tobacco-chewing, beer-swilling, Stinky Phillies from the '90s with John Cruck and Lenny Dykstra Darren and the Wild Dalton. Thing, Darren Dutton, all those greasy turds. I don't like Philly. It's fine, but they're playing good baseball. That's what I was. I'm going to come back to that. I said I'm going to be confident but humble. The Braves, without question, you can't argue it. The statistically speaking, wins. Uh, you know, ERA. Runs all all the, all the great stuff, all the metrics, all the measurables in baseball. When you boil it all down into a pot, the Braves were the best team in baseball during the regular season since June. They were, but regular season's over. Now got some good news about Strider. Looks like he's going to be pitching. You said it today. The Braves are are not good in day games, which they have a one thirty six start tomorrow and like a four thirty five start the next day. I'm just going with the the whole thing of hey. The Braves probably don't even know 
did they have a losing record during day games. It's one of those stats that nobody in that clubhouse even cares is, about is aware of or cares about. So that's how I'm adopting that. I'm like, so what? That was the regular season. This is the postseason. But the Phillies have been playing good baseball. They got some good pitching. They got Bryce Harper. You know, they're they're a good club. And 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 if we've seen anything that an 85, 86 win team, I don't know what the Phillies finished up as. You know, high 80s, maybe even low 90s in wins. But we've seen that a team like that can go on and win the World Series because the Braves did it last year. So. You know, I, I, I'd like to think that, you know, with the uh, with Freed, uh, you know, game one, Cal Wright game two, Strider game three, sprinkle in a dash of, of Morton in there if you need him. Oh, Charlie. You know, do you, do you go for the throats and you go for the sweep? Or, you know, uh, some people will say that when you get those sweeps in, in, in the postseason and you have that extra time off, it kind of messes with your mojo. But we're going to find out. You I, know, think it, uh, I, I think when we were talking earlier about do we rest players for the playoffs and stuff like that? When we had those conversations, we inadvertently, by winning the division, got a chance to rest some of our players because of the length in wild card series. I, I think it was a good thing. I think the Braves needed the time. Um, so, but again, uh, Albies will not be back for the NLDS. Probably could be back, especially if they, I mean, if they go in and sweep the Phils, which I think the Phils take one. I'm going to say Braves in four. Nola eats us. In the regular season. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you say take one, yeah. I'm, I, there's one guy yeah. that seems to always he was, have He's done number. really well. Uh, now, I will say this. I think, you, if I'm wrong, you can tell me, but I think he pitched against us in one of those last games of the season, and we got him. I think we got him. Uh, I don't know if we could look that up, but I'm pretty sure he had a start against us, and, and we had his number in that game. So It's possible, but we again, we are on one of these. Yeah. Um, I, I think the rest was well-deserved. Again, you know, the Braves have probably been out at truest. 87 games, by the way. Yeah, 87 wins. So, you know, hey, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. I feel confident, you know, a lot of the big, you know, the big talkers, the Tim Kirkchens of the world. The Look at the, how the standings are listed, though. Yeah. Look, look who's on top. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. You can, whatever, whatever uh, mobile app. We all know the Braves won. But, um. You know, the Braves have been at truest. You know, they're taking infield practice. They're in the cages. They're staying fresh. They're staying loose. Um, they're playing great baseball. I, I like the Braves to win it, but the Phillies are tough. Let's just it, put it that way. It ain't easy for the yeah. rest of the way. It's not easy the rest of the way because then we got the Dodgers, but, you know, their their pitching is not great. And plus, I would love – I'll put it to you this way. Is there no way the Padres beat the Dodgers? Like, no way? I mean, there's a way. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it, the, of all the series that we have going on, is it probably the the least likely? I mean, the Dodgers pounded them pretty good in the regular season. But, I mean, they just they looked pretty strong against the Mets, so they're riding high. Um, It, it, it could happen, you know. It could happen. I mean, the, the Dodgers, what, had 110 wins? I just feel like out of all the series, that the Dodgers-Padres series is probably the – the most likely that the the Dodgers take that one of all. The I mean, I ha I have Dodgers Braves in the NLCS, another rematch, and then I have the Braves beating the Dodgers, of just course, because of the Dodgers pitching. But also, I'm just going off of history too. The team that the the regular season team that has the most wins rarely ever wins the big one. You, and Dave Roberts shot his mouth off and guaranteed a World Series victory. So I'm waiting. You know, I'm just waiting for that to backfire because sweet. 
there's not too many teams, Thanks, you know, that you could, uh, that was like money in the bank. You know, the 90s Bulls, yeah, you could pretty much guarantee they were going to win night in and night out and, and take the title. Uh, Alabama, you know, uh, uh, the, the Detroit Red Wings there for a while were just racking them up. You know, there's, but to just, you know, let's like Sal Licata, he said, hey, the East is ours uh, at Memorial Day, 10 and a half games, it's over. To, to come to ping, ping, ping training. <laughs> spring training and 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 uh and declare that you you're gonna guarantee that's dumb why would you say that i man that's like when you work in so, a restaurant or somewhere and you're like hey it's really dead don't, don't say that bitch don't say that i think so, it's gonna be slow today kind of signed your own death warrant there but hey you know uh just some numbers to throw around braves bullpen you know talk about the postseason bullpens are important 55 saves, that leads the MLB. 29% K rate, that's third, good for third in all of baseball. And a 303 RA, that's good for fifth in all of baseball. I'm I am so okay with our bullpen. Like I'm yeah, uh, okay is not the right just word. as good as last year, if not a little better. Jansen's dialed in. Uh I, and you know, I've been really good lately about taking notes and screenshots of this and that. And I I, I somehow missed it. I could have swore I got it, but he has a sub one ERA in his last ten uh, save opportunities. I think he's eight of ten or nine of eleven, so he's dialed in. You know, Dansby's having a great year. You know, we need some we need some other big bats, and and we got them. You know, uh, uh, you shouldn't be concerned about the rookies, but it's postseason. They don't have postseason experience. You don't you don't know how they're going to react. Are they going to put too much pressure on themselves? Are they going to have some nerves? You know, but you know, uh, I think. I think guys will come in and, and do the job, and, and we get it done, and I think we find ourselves back in the series. Um, and that's what I'm hoping anyway. I, do you think you think it's going to be a repeat of last year? D- uh, d- uh, Braves-Astros? I think so. I mm. uh, Well, you know, Araldus Chapman is not playing in the NLDS for the Yankees. He's home in Miami. He He missed a – Mandatory workout, so they lopped him off. I mean, that's kind of a big arm for them. Uh, I just, man, you know what? You know what? It's not gonna happen. But you know, what I'd love to see Braves Yankees. No. Oh, okay. I'd love to see the Seattle Mariners just blaze through and get to the World Series. That's 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 fair. my Cinderella story. The Seattle Mariners. That that would be great. They're all alone on an island out there. Like just, I I sometimes forget that they have well. Yeah, no, altogether, I forget sometimes that Seattle has uh, franchises out there. As it, much and as good as they've been, I sometimes, oh, yeah, the Seahawks, yeah, yeah. You lose one Sonics. Oh, in, oh yeah, the Mar- yeah, the Mariners are out there. and They have an NHL franchise, the Kraken. I forget that. I mean, it's just so far, like, out there. Like, also, one of my funnier comments, when uh, when they, when they put – they put the Kraken out and they, they were announcing it to the city or whatever. They had, uh, had Sean Kemp out there and somebody commented, Oh man, is Sean Kemp one of the co-owners? And I said, No, I think he's the mascot. Yeah. <laughs> Old Sean Kemp. He looked different now. Oh yeah, he's he's pretty uh, he has put on some LBs. Some LBs. Uh man, they, they talk about sometimes, you know, NBA expansion maybe putting another franchise out there See, and i'm i'm all for that bring I, the supersonics back man dude, bring I, them back i it's it's weird i don't know if it was a documentary or what i saw about it but like that that 
like devastated some people in, in Seattle. Like they they had a great fan base. Those the Gary Payton, Sean Campiers, Detlef Shrimp. Yeah, man. That that was that was a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, no, I I I truly hope for the people in Seattle that they get a basketball team back because they they deserve it. it. Sucks you get Kevin Durant and then your team moves to friggin' Oklahoma City. You lose Seattle loses a team to Oklahoma City. It that's the craziest thing to me. The but Thunder. Yeah, super weird. But man, I just hope we get a hockey team. I remember like I think our very first or one of the first few episodes we did, we met the guy over at Reformation that said he he knew some people and it was being batted around that you know with expansion and the nhl has been talking expansion for a while i know it's going to happen but man i don't know do we do we bring back the thrashers or or do we have another name uh can we just be the night thrashers no you know well some sort of combination i guess you got to stick with the whole bird thing i I would Uh, hope it i would hope it hawks falcons thrashers what are other what other cool birds are there? We can't be a Seahawk. We can't be an Eagle. Can't be a Cooper's Hawk. What kind of predatory birds are there? How about the Atlanta Ravens? No, that's Baltimore. Um, mm. what if what if we were the Atlanta Murder, and it was just a bunch <laughs> of crows? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just like a literal like bunch of crows and a. I think you got to stick. Logo. I think if they came back, whatever, whatever ownership group, or if anybody stepped forward, uh, I think you got to bring the Thrashers back. Sure, but like, who would want to play the Atlanta Murder? Yeah, GM, that just that just GM talks. Ray Lewis. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, oh Ray, man. Yeah, I bet he wish he could get that one back. He should not have come to Atlanta and played that, or uh, hung out for that Super Bowl. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know that's uh, you know Strider getting paid, uh, everybody's getting paid, uh, contracts are going out, and man, it's an exciting time. But I just want to say this too, because you're out there. If for some reason the Braves are not successful in the NLDS, pat them on the back. Hey guys, thank you for a terrific season one hell of a ride you battled hard you hung in there despite what i said shame on me i'll never do that again shame 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 let's 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 just hold off let's not even say this yet let's not even talk about it let's okay. not even put it out into the universe. you guys see where i was going though yeah, um, yeah. well we're, I, it's a preemptive strike because even if we when we drop a game it's going to be all over for some of you and that that sucks yeah. but if if by chance this season doesn't go the way of another 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 trophy being hoisted, uh, it was still an amazing season. But we're not we're not going to talk about that. And we're going to be in the hunt every year for a quite a while Man. now. Quite a while. Every year is going to be great. We are for, set up for success. Yeah. So, uh, man, you know, attendance records are broken. Uh, I, I, I don't think the start time tomorrow is going to be a big deal. I think people are going to come out in droves, and it's going to be time a, is it? like one thirty-six. Do we go? It really uh, – I can't. Okay. I would love to, but I can't tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they're going to be out on the lawn there with the big TV out, out by uh, – it's Terrapin, you know, outside the stadium, the big, uh, big milk-looking – silo looking thing and then off to the right there's the fake grass and the big tv they're gonna they're gonna be partying down the battery 
like I said, it's an excuse to miss work. Who needs a note? Get Go on, find the template online, download it, you know, sign it up, send it to your employer. A lot of people are going to call sick tomorrow. A lot of remote workers uh, maybe might bring a small laptop. I don't know. They might even not let you in the stadium with those these days. Work from your phone. I don't care what you do. Get your ass down there and hip, hip, hooray. I got schoolwork to do and some other stuff around the studio here because there's a big whiskey and bourbon social tomorrow. And, uh, oh, cigars as well. There's a guy uh, who owns a local cigar store here. He's going to be here selling cigars, and everybody's going to be networking, having a good time, celebrating the crummy fall weather. I hate it. I'm a summer guy. Everybody knows this. It starts to get a little harder for me to wake up in the mornings as it gets I, colder. I don't hate fall. I don't hate spring. That whole winter thing, I, w- I wish I wish there was more real fall and real spring, but yeah. we got that schizophrenic weather down here in in Georgia. I don't like any of it. I, I want it to be uh, sunny in 75, 365 days a year, and if I want to go visit winter, I'll go visit winter, and then I can come back home. I'm telling you, I, 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 we somehow have to figure out how to uh, uh, headquarter this thing out of South Florida. <laughs> I don't know how we do it, but we got to do it. So, uh, I don't have a good segue today, and I'm just going ahead and admitting it right now. I don't have a good segue. Who cares? Uh, Where are we going? Are we, yeah, are we going we gotta violence? Go, we got to go down. No, not yet. We'll save okay. that towards the end. We got to go down between the hedges. We got to go to Athens. We got to talk okay. Georgia-Auburn. Man, dogs dogs on top. Beat the hell out of them. 42 to 10. But I texted you as soon as the game was over, and you've heard me say this before. It just felt like work. It was a uh, it, it was a struggle to watch. Yeah. It was one of those it, so many missed opportunities. The offense does not look right. It doesn't look right. It, it something seems off. We've been talking about it. But like even more so, we st- we won convincingly against a team we should have beat convincingly. Well, c- covered the spread, and then some. But but it did not feel good. Um, I think it's because Stet is a little dinged up. He's a little hurt. Uh, he didn't even the announcers questioned it. He didn't get uh, a lot of reps in practice. Um, they are, I mean, again, I, I saw him make some throws to th- Bowers way that, you know, if it's, if it's Oregon or Sanford or South Carolina, he's making those throws. They're, they're a little off. They've got to tighten it up. Yeah. That the, the one to Bowers was, was painful. And then the one to Don Blaylock was, was tough too, but yeah, it just, and, and being banged up, like I, I get it, man. I'm, and I know. I know how difficult it has to be to even think about opening the can of worms of bringing Carson back in to give Stet some some rest. I know what I know what that would do. I mean, if they can dominate Vanderbilt in the first half, I mean they beat them sixty-two to nothing last year. Then maybe you do that. But again, you know the the defense was dominant again. Ten points, two hundred and fifty-eight yards on sixty-three plays for Auburn. And, and that's what I told you coming in. I was like, man, if you look at the game, I mean, the, the score was 42 to 10, 500 yards, 71 plays, 292 on the ground, 64 of those uh, with Stetson taking off to the races, calling his own number. Five for five. Let, and let's that, go. That one tear was amazing. Yeah, five for five, five TDs in the red zone. Auburn was one for one with a field goal. And on the year now, Georgia is 35 of 36 in the red zone with 24 touchdowns and 11 field goals. 
you know, they're, 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 they take over the number one spot. They're back on top. Uh, but still, it, it was weird. Munkin was frustrated, too, because a lot of those RPO plays that they call, you could, you know, they'd, they'd go up to the, the box, and he's a little frustrated at the choices uh, that Stetson's making. And, and so they got, I mean, and, and again, George's going to be fine. That was a dominant victory. Can we talk about my man's coming out party? Uh, Branson Robinson. Yeah, baby. man. Yeah, yeah. He, Holy everybody. hell. And you know that gap scheme that they started running in, in Missouri in the second half to get that run game going, they just carried it over to Auburn, and it's it's working. So whatever they're doing, hey, keep it up. Our, our third and fourth string running backs combined for 24 carries and 181 yards. Yeah, Georgia got it done, and and you know four Aub- touchdowns. Auburn helped too. I mean, they were riddled with penalties, uh, false starts. They got absent, and it's not his fault because during spring practice, this kid got like thirteen reps. That was it. Robbie Ashford, everybody else, uh, their transfer was it Car Car Cardon Card? I don't know Cardano something. Some, uh, anyway, came from A and M. Yes. He's shoulder surgery. He's dinged up. A couple of other quarterbacks are dinged up. But Robbie Ashford is a, is a young kid, uh, played like a young player. They had scripted passes. Uh, man, there were some of those little short passes. He was throwing it like 90 million miles an hour. He got flustered. He lost his composure. That's never a good thing. And, and just, again, good athlete, good young player. But he played like garbage on Saturday. But we it's not his fault. We stuffed Tank. Yeah. So, again... It, it was a it was a very one sided. I mean, we kicked the kicked the shit out of them. I I forget it who, just again. It just felt weird. Like I forget we who to, I was listening to, but they're saying they try to put it in perspective, and they're like, "You're you're you got that taste last year that you got the taste of the national championship, and you saw uh, the culmination of Kirby's like pushing Alabama the the way that Alabama does things." on Georgia and so now you expect that. So it wasn't perfection. Kirby no. Kirby's got us expecting perfection from the team just like he does. Which isn't a bad thing, but also at the end of the day we need to dial it. I personally, I'm not telling anybody <laughs> else what they need to do. I need to dial it back because it was difficult for me to en- enjoy that football game and like watching Watching Stetson just sneak out of the just the gaping hole, and just the seas parted, and Stetson just took off, and that was that was great to watch. Watching Branson go off was awesome. Like I'm enjoying all of this. Lad had a game, but yeah, but for some reason I just wasn't all the way happy. I'm telling you, man, it's it's like I said. Usually when you beat a team 42-10, you kind of cruise, but it seemed like they had to work a little harder. And I've said this before. Uh, I don't know if this is another one of those things that I made up, but like. They had to work to kick their ass. Well, it was uh, also, do you think it was like on the the third and when we went three and out on a few of those drives, it was like should have scored a touchdown right there, Mm -hmm. but now we're going to punt it away. And then the game, the the game just kind of dragged. Like at at any point where we could have just put pedal to the metal and like dropped a couple Mm -hmm. scores in a row, it never happened that way. So I just, we've seen it. And then when you see the momentum coming and you see it like, oh, here we go, it's about to happen again, and it doesn't happen, I feel like we take notice much more. Yeah. I mean, two years two years ago, 42-10 over Auburn, nobody's bitching about anything. 
Heck no. I mean now we're now we're critiquing the whole game. We it's have to awesome. uh we have to give kudos to Dejon Edwards too. Oh hell yeah. He toted it twelve times for 83 yards, but he he became the first Bulldog to rush for three TDs. Do you know when? Since when? First Bulldog to run run rush for three TDs. Gurley? No, since Sony Michelle against Oklahoma in the twenty eighteen Rose Bowl. Ah, son of a bitch. Great so game. Again, that was a – it was a – look, you look at the score, you look at the numbers, Georgia dominated Auburn. Uh, man, I think Kirby's like 6-1 and one or 7-1 and one against Auburn now. We don't lead the series at home. We're like 17-18 and 18 at home versus that, that Auburn. That used to be the thing. Whoever was uh, the away team had the advantage. Yeah. So, you know, what can you say? Uh, you want to see them a little sharper, a little crisper, just because Tennessee's coming, and, and again – Tennessee almost lost to a not-so-good Florida team at the end. They played Ball State, what, Akron, and 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 Pitt. Pitt lost to Georgia Tech. <laughs> LSU, they're in the SEC, good football team. Not great under Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly went forward on like fourth and 16. So, it's it, and, and look, I'm not taking you know, anything away from Tennessee. They're 6-0 and or, or something crazy like that. They're, they're good. I think it's going to be a tough game, but... I think that's another thing too. Is is it's a battle, man. It's a grind every week. Look, we we were bummed out about Kent State. We were bummed out about uh, Missouri. But but look what Alabama just did against A and M. They I mean that was a tough game. Twenty four seventeen. I think. By the way, the Suckeyes are number two. Alabama goes down to number three. I think something we have to do is we have to give a little shout-out to one of our biggest fans and her team, the the Clemson Tigres, our friend Jordan McKinley-Hooper, Hooper McKinley-Hooper. Uh, I still want to call her Jordan McKinley, but she's married to our, our good friend Justin. They have two lovely young ladies, daughters. Uh, they're going to play in the WNBA, by the way, because they're both young and they're already like two and a half feet tall. Uh, uh, if you tall let, family. If you let Jordan tell it, it might be MMA. Or that, too. Hey, that this is where I'm going with this. Uh, so we we said maybe maybe Clemson was done, or or you know because Brent Venables meant more to Clemson than people maybe gave him credit for. He was more than just a DC, but they're undefeated. They're up there, and she is a scary, scary woman. <laughs> Georgia played Clemson last year, and and she might tell a different story. But I uh, I felt like I was just kind of talking about what I was seeing on television. I didn't feel like I was being overly aggressive or talking shit or too much trash, but man, she was fired up and she got on my case and I literally was looking out my window because I thought she might pull up and get out of the car and like honk the horn with a baseball bat. And, you know, I thought I was going to get beat up. I was scared. I'm not Jordan. I was scared. I saw the fire in her eyes, man. You should have been. Uh, she's man, I'm telling you, she's, and she's like, uh, you know, in a, in a good pair of shoes, she's like six feet tall. Her husband's, uh, people say I'm big, but Justin is a giant man. Yeah. He's, he's bigger than everybody tells me I'm a big guy, but no, that, that, you want to see a big dude, go look at Justin. He's like six, five. He played a little football up there in Rome, played a little college football. Uh, he says he's not going to come on and talk about the glory days though. I said, that's fine. We can just come on and talk about it. Maybe we have him on for Georgia-Tennessee. We should. Like a, a little pregame, a little preview. Uh, we could also have him on and talk about how I am already talking to studios about reviving the Renegade franchise because he looks just like Lorenzo Lamas. 
I'm I, telling you. I will never be able to unsee that. Hey, I sent Jordan a picture and I, and I said, "Hey, uh cuz he t- I think he, you get know, a, he's an get actor. A good he, wig. He's get a an, good wig and that's game over." Man, he just needs to grow his hair out. Uh but so he's an actor and he gets headshots and takes pictures and stuff and he took one uh like by his motorcycle and I I messaged her or I think she posted it on Facebook or something and I said, "Man, Justin out here looking like Lorenzo Lamas." And she looked it up and she was like, "Oh my god." And I'm like, "He does. He looks like Lorenzo Lamas." So I'm I'm reviving the Renegade franchise. Let's make it happen. They're going to have two daughters. They're going to be amazing professional athletes. He's going to be a rich actor because of me resurrecting the Renegade franchise. They're going to put money into the podcast. We're all going to laugh all the way to the bank. I like how this is working out for us. So anyway, I just wanted and to Clemson's give her. Clemson's undefeated. I just wanted to give her a shout out because she she does listen, and and Clemson is having a good season. Plus, I just don't want to get beat up, so I'm just you know kind of. Don't want to get beat up. I thought she might show up with a, you know, a bat with barbed wire like Negan style and Lucille just, you. Yeah, just go crazy. Oof. I'm just saying. I was, uh, I was scared for a few days, but hey, it's over now. We're the best of pals. I'm, in, I'm in a very, very exclusive uh, text message group with her called the Spirit Animals. That's why I know we're, we're tight. We're good. So anyway. <laughs> That's a, uh, you know, I just had to. That's had our to, drive. Off yeah, the, that was our rabbit hole. Our uh, we 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 went off the road for a little bit, but I had to go there and and, and shout out to. Do her. I get to be pissed off yet? It's almost time. Uh, you know, hey, uh, let's look ahead for Georgia. We've got Vandy for homecoming. <laughs> Big whoop! Now Vandy has beat us on homecoming before, but this is not a Vandy team to beat Georgia this year. I think you know. Uh, this is a Vandy team that we need to we need to beat their ass. We need this. This needs to be a ass beaten shutout. That's typically what happens. Uh, and but, then we've got the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We got those stinky jean short wearing, mullet wearing Kentucky waterfall having Florida Gators uh, and our friend Shannon Thompson. We gotta we gotta put up with him uh, if. Gosh, especially if they pull out a victory, but I don't think they will. And then I think the game of the year. It's gonna be a tough one. I think they give us a good run for our money. We got those dirty volunteers rolling into Athens. Kind of want to go to that. I do. I don't. Too. I don't know about I, I getting. I might a, be going to that. Don't know about getting a ticket, but just kind of would like to be down there. Maybe watch at a Wild Wings or something. Drink some iced tea, since we don't uh, we don't enjoy alcoholic beverages anymore. Hate them. Um, gave them gave them up. Um, but yeah, so. Tennessee, eh, we got to play our best game. Yeah, and we're looking down the road a little bit. But uh, yeah. I, if you watched, I, I enjoy watching our defense play football. It's not not the the thirty seven household names from last year, but it uh, man Malachi Starks had another. I had a pick taken away from him. That dude is just real fun to watch. Um, yeah, the way Tennessee spreads the ball. I man, I'd watch out for our secondary. Our our secondary really might prey on that if we. Yeah, yeah. Our secondary has an an, an opportunity to 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 really eat. They they are scary, um, and the way Tennessee spreads the ball around. If we can get Hooker off his game just a little bit, get him to make a little bit of a mistake, we got a lot of opportunistic defensive backs out there that could take real advantage of that. And I'd I'd love to see. I, that's how I'd love to see that game go. I know it's a it's weeks away, but I would love to see that 
not necessarily uh, an offensive battle, a back and forth between the two of us, but I'd like to see our defense show them something that they haven't seen yet and, and that be the way that we stifle them. Yeah, you, you'd have to think that's part of George's game plan is to, you know, bring some guys, load the box up, throw Hooker off his game, pressure, pressure, because he is uh, that kind of, you know, chuck it downfield pro style, you know, quarterback. He's got some explosive wide receivers, so you you get him. Up. And, you know, George's got a bye week thrown in there too to get guys uh, healthy. But it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. I think that's, to me, is George's toughest game all season. But I also think we're also going to see what kind of product Tennessee really has when they play Alabama. You know, not not, not to take away from Josh Heupel or anything that Tennessee's done, but I, I don't think they've truly, truly been tested as a football team yet. I think they've kind of been cruising. And, and now they've been beating teams and beating them well, handily. But They get Bama before they get us. Oh, yeah, so 100%. I'm I think very, it's next very, weekend, yeah, isn't it? I'm very intrigued for that game. That That's going to be – that's a big deal. And, and yeah. I, I – I'm not going to say like, oh, I don't think they have a shot at Georgia, but I think they have a shot at Bama. I think they have an opportunity to beat almost any football team out there. If their offense is clicking on all cylinders, they can they can pour it on you real quick. Um, but I am in, I'm very intrigued, especially seeing how Bama played Texas A&M. That's I, I don't even want to. It's not a trap game. Like Bama could lose. Bama could just lose. I'm gonna go with the old narrative of uh Nick Saban and the Tide are pissed off. Sure. No, no, no. I, I'm 100%. You know? I don't think Bama's going to lose that game, but I'm saying if if there's a team that you don't want to if you don't want to like misstep or you don't want to give them the ball driving down the field late in a game with an opportunity to win, it's probably going to be Tennessee cuz that offense is clicking. Yeah, it is. Um so we'll see, and I guess uh, since we're one last little SEC thing, Tennessee looks like they're on the rise, which, hey, is great because you want the other teams in the SEC to be good so nobody gives you garbage about, you know, uh, a weak schedule or weak opponents. It's never going to change. Um, you want to play that top-quality, top-tier talent. You know, you want a tough Tennessee team. So when it all shakes out in the end for those four spots, you make sure you get in. But we can also uh, – Talk about another college football team that, uh, you know, every once in a while they they have a, as our friend Macklemore would call it, the big come up. And they kind of, uh, you know, they, they rattle their sabers a little bit. And then they kind of go back down. And uh, the Kentucky Wildcats, they lost to Ole Miss. They lost to the Yardbirds, the Gamecocks. So you're done. Go away. Stop talking to us. I actually was like kind of excited about Kentucky being a relevant team and like the we play Kentucky in Kentucky in Lexington and that was set up to be a good game. Uh I'm not saying it's not going to be a good game anymore but let the it, it's not it's not going to be nationally yeah, well, you know, uh, Stoops has done a good job up there, and Kentucky fans were talking about how they were going to burst onto the national scene, and they're going to be so good, and and then they they just show us that they're Kentucky football. Yeah, stick I'm, to stick to what you know: fried chicken and basketball. Okay, it just just it, do that. Stoops is he just talks too much shit. Yeah, and you know, like you said, you said Beamer gave him a, gave him all he could handle yeah, in the post game conference because of those uh, his remarks at SEC media days. And I, I listen, 
I want to beat the absolute hell out of everybody that we play, but like I don't dislike Shane Beamer. I like Shane Beamer. He's a dog. I like I like him a lot. Frank was cool. <laughs> I yeah, sure. Frank's a legend. Yeah. But I it's just one thing, like I just don't understand like why would you say these things about him just because he's taking over a new school and he puts sunglasses on and, and tries to appeal to the players and from everything I can tell, Shane Beamer seems like a pretty cool dude. And he did that, and whatever that did for him with bonding with the team, it seemed, it seems to have worked. Whether they have all the talent there to to help him win right now, it doesn't mean it's not going to go in that general direction. But uh, it's just, I don't know. I love when smug people get it shoved right back in their face. Man, it's like I told you, Kentucky football fans, and I've known uh, a few over the years, they, they start to, you know, show some progress, and they, you know, they poke their chests out. It's like, come on, man, come on. Wait till basketball like, season. Yeah. And, you know, with NIL, maybe there's uh, other, you know, maybe they can get some more talent. But when, when there's not too many really good college football players that sit around and go, you know what, Lexington looks nice. I think I'll go play for the Wildcats. Not a not lot, really. Not a lot of two-way basketball, football players either anymore. When I think of Kentucky football, I think of Jeff Van Note, who went to Kentucky, legendary Falcon, and I think of the Pillsbury Throw Boy. Jesus, you took the words right out of my mouth. Those the are hefty the only lefty. Yeah, that's the only the two. The battleship Lorenzen. Exactly. That's that's the only two people I think of. when Randall I think. Cobb. I think of Randall oh, Cobb. Oh, yeah, too. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got me on that one. Didn't he play for the Packers? Yeah. Okay. Still plays for the Packers. Yeah. Uh, so, there we go. That's about it. Not to say there's not. I mean, I think they had a couple of good running backs uh, thrown in the mix there, here and there. Uh, Man, they did. Yeah. But. So, but yeah, generally speaking. Tim Couch? Oh, I forgot about old Timmy Couch. So did everybody else. Yeah. Went to Cleveland, and then he didn't go to Cleveland. And, and then just, he, he's just a name on a yeah, long he did list the, of names on the back of a jersey. I'm telling you, man, I just, I love that Homer Simpson meme where he just kind of back into the, in the hedges. That's a, that's one of the, you can use that in sports all the time. It never gets old. So, yeah. Hey, college football, we're we're almost we're we're halfway over. I don't like when you say it like that. Yeah, it's just so weird how it feels like it takes ninety seven years to to finally be college football season, and then when you get into it, you blink and you're like, Whoa, what, what, what? Halfway through? What? No, no, wait, we need more games. That's what I say. Sorry, guys, with all these millions of dollars you're getting poured into your pockets now, and you're like twenty years old and you're like multimillionaires, more games. 14-game season. Bring it on. You don't want to go to class. You want to drive around in your Bugattis and your Porsches and, you know, uh, be the kings of the campus. More football. Give me more. I'm sorry. That's what it is. It's entertain. Oh, my God. This just popped in my head, too. So, my lovely girlfriend uh, has been watching some of the games with me. Uh, like I said, you know, she likes Hawks basketball, but never been a big football girl or anything like that. And we sm- I've been smoking the wings, you know, uh, on Saturdays, the buttermilk brine, all that fun stuff. So we sit down, and, and she's asking me some questions, and we're having a great time. I said, babe, Kirby Smart, head coach of a great football program. How much would you say he gets paid per year? 
Just throw it out there. How much do you think? She goes, mm, I don't know, buck fifty. Hundred and fifty k. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, cool. It's, it's conservative. <laughs> I said he makes eleven point two five million dollars a year, and she was just like, huh? Yeah, the the pen he used to sign his contract is one hundred and fifty k. Yeah, uh, she was. She couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm pretty sure he makes more than the president of the university. It, like, they they did that weird uh, survey, but like the since they're state institutions, like most the highest paid state official in almost every state is the head football coach of the state university. I saw some really, and, and I should have again should have wrote it down, but it was kind of a, and it made sense. I kind of was like, well, you know what, yeah. And it was like, if your head football coach makes more than like your professors or is the highest paid person at the university, you're not a university, you're a, you're a, a sports program with a, with a school uh, attached to yeah, it. Yeah. Some kind of big, fancy, uh, intelligent word that I can't remember. And I was like, well, I guess I would have plenty of time to think about something kinda, stupid like that to say if I didn't have good football to watch. Yeah. Well, you know, people too, that aren't, aren't football. You know, there's plenty of people that attend UGA that never see a single game. They don't know anything about the program and they don't like the fact that a stellar education, but uh, again, uh, all the revenue that the football program brings in doesn't all stay within the athletic department. They use it to do other things around the school. I mean, it, it funds quite a bit. Yeah. Now, but yeah, it was just funny that she said a buck fifty, and I was like, "Whoa, like, holy <laughs> shit! You don't know yeah, anything about football." Yeah, he he makes that much. Sorry, Val. He uh he makes that much putting his shoes on in the morning. But yeah, she was blown away, and I was like, "Yeah, it is a big business. Uh, it is a let's and then let's make no bones about it. College football has been for a while now, but more so now than ever. It is a business. It is a monster money making machine." I, and, and if you if you had the opportunity to see the breakdown of how much money they make because oh, of yeah. football, I mean, that that eleven million for for a guy who wins a championship for you, and doesn't seem that unfair in comparison. And again, too, I mean, they do, and and let's not forget that there's uh, societies and associations at Georgia. There's alumni that pump a lot of money into that program too. You got to pay a lot of money to have a suite at Sanford Stadium and tickets to every home game. Like they, even even just to get two tickets in the stadium, they could be way up here. It's like ten k, twelve k. You know, if you like, I I don't get it. I opted out. I don't get the letters anymore. I said, stop sending me the letters. I'm not giving you any more money. But they would send you a, a letter every year, like how much? And, and you, it's a points based system. You get points, so it's not all you know. Yeah, the money comes from a lot of different places. Boosters, they call them. So, and again, every year you get that letter saying, how much would you like to contribute this year to the Georgia Athletic Program? These for, are the tickets we can offer you. Yeah, and, they're, and they are not cheap. And the not cheap tickets are not very good seats sometimes. So you can imagine, you know, 50-yard line, 10 rows up, two or four tickets to every home game. That's a lot of, a lot of schadool. I was uh I was really contemplating going to the Auburn game. Um I didn't end up doing it, but I was looking at tickets on StubHub and I I I always sort by row because I'm a row 1 guy even if it's up high. Mm-hmm. I want to be up front. I just don't like I I like being up front. That's just it. Um but I saw on like uh, on the visitor side 
uh, I forget, 106 or whatever. It's like one row over. It's like the 40-yard line, not the 50-yard line. Um, row one seats one and two, and they were a, a buck 80 a piece. And I was like, I, I don't mind this at all. Then I clicked the button to see what it was with the fees, and it was like, yeah, astronomical. Five hundred and forty dollars. After I'm like, why? Why do you even list the ticket at one hundred and eighty dollars? Just tell me what it is. Why? Why don't you all automatically include fees? I I, I think, and I've always done this. I, I it, either I was a student or somebody I knew had tickets, or I went and found my friendly neighborhood scalper down there at the game. I don't think I'll ever buy a StubHub whatever Georgia ticket. I'll just, you know, I'll go down and, and well, and that's the thing like that for me, that would have been my last ditch effort. I was just looking at it, but I, Georgia's different. I, I am actually really scared of getting fake tickets now. That's the, oh, that's uh, the only other I, thing I have every scalper I've, I've been, I, I don't buy them away from, well, back in the day I used to, but the last games I went to, I always found one that was near the gate and I was like, you want this money? You're coming with me. And they've done it. And I said, as soon as that ticket's legit, you get your cash right there. I said, there's no, I'm sorry, dude. And I said, I'm not saying anything against you. There's just no other way these days. Yep. Been you, burned I, in I, the past. I, I can't, I've never been burned, but I've known plenty of people that have gotten fake tickets. And it's just like, sorry, if, if uh, your, your, uh, illegal business was more, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here. You're the word Smith. If your illegal business was more legal, well, that too. But you know, uh, more, more, uh, you know, upstanding or 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 whatever. You know, there's just there's bad scalpers out there. There's right. There, you know, guy, you you deep fake. That stuff is scary as hell. So yeah, anybody with a little bit of money can go buy the equipment and make fake Georgia tickets at home. QR code and everything. They can look super legit. So I've just been like, hey, man, I, I find a guy that's kind of milling around near the gates. Sometimes I wait until after the game starts. They come down a little bit, and I'm like, hey, just walk with me, dude. I like to find the guy in the Georgia polo holding his little kid's hand with two tickets in the air, and I'm like, hey. Or that, too. You, you, you. Or that, too, yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, you you, uh, you get your little uh, travel cooler that will hold a sixer, and you wander around. And you might happen on uh, an old friend or just somebody, you know, you just – Sometimes you just wander into somebody's tailgate. That used to be the best. And, and they're like, oh, we got an extra. We got extra tickets. Here you go, man. Man, my favorite thing is we went, we uh, had a great friend uh, in high school and college. His name was Fred Fielder. And Fred, just about uh, before every home game, would get too drunk to go in and he'd pass out in the back of his truck. And there was a ticket in his back pocket. <laughs> that happened on on many occasions, or he didn't. So make, you just have to buy a bottle of Jack Daniels to but, get into. But the then, game. when you got back from the game, he was, uh, you know, it was round two. He was ready to go, but uh, he uh, seems like a yeah. fair trade. So yeah, uh, but you know what? I'm also at that age too, where I'm like, man, uh, I got my fire pit now, my little area with my grill, no line at the bathroom. It's clean cold drinks right here the stuff they do with tvs today is ridiculous it's like you're in the game it's, you, why go to the stadium have some buddies over or, or I, I, I gotta be honest with you this season every every game i've watched it's been me valerie and merle or just me because she's napping on the couch or she's you know doing some other something other and i'm like i want me yeah and i see my friends down at the tailgate so i'm like it's cool but I've been there plenty of times. 
plenty of times. Yeah, I save all my tailgating for the Falcons. You know, still got to figure out how to get down there for one of those. School just needs to get over with. I got like 16 classes left and I'm done. You need to figure it out for this Sunday. That's what you need. To oh, I can't. Out. I can't. I got to work and I got class. I'll figure out. What is it? The Niners? Is that that Niners game? Eh, I'm going to miss that one. Oh, well, such is life. But see what we did there? We just segue into Falcons football and you can have it. I, I don't I don't have anything really to talk about. Um, well, you do. I, I mean, I, I don't give a shit about <laughs> stats this week. I don't give I, I don't care about anything. I just want to – I'm dumbfounded. I, I love watching this Falcons football team play football. Let's just start there. I don't have any – I don't care about Marcus Mariota's completion percentage. I don't care about um, turnovers. I don't care about rushing yards against um, the Bucks. I don't care about any of that. What I do care about is that this team never, ever, ever gives up and in a game that seemed like the Bucks were controlling eerily similar to the Rams game where they just beat us down and and controlled us for for the entire game until the end where we hung around and then we started gaining some momentum and then we have some piece of shit ref pull some Tom Brady shit on us with 3 minutes 3 minutes left in the game on a third down, Grady Jarrett gets pressure, sacks Tom Brady. I think Brady winced, which is the the universal signal for throw a fucking flag. <laughs> and and all Ow. and now now we have roughing the passer in a in a world where there's something to protect everybody on the field. There are rules to protect everybody from getting hurt. But this particular porcelain doll. Mm-hmm. You can't breathe on wrong because I watched that replay. Everybody, there is not a single person out there except for that piece of shit ref that made the call that that will stand by this call. Everybody says it's a wrong call, but you literally took that away from this team. Yeah. And I hope it is just pissing them off. I hope they are getting madder and madder because they don't seem to be stopping. Like no matter what, win, lose, whatever. They they still play the same style of football. Yeah. They're still all out there playing for each other. They, they're giving they're giving you a full four quarters of football, which is a, just an amazing thing for me to mm-hmm. watch. But I I cannot stand the fact that you would steal the opportunity for these guys to go win that football game by some bullshit Tom Brady shit. We've had enough of that stuff in yeah. Atlanta, and that shit, that shit hurt my stomach. That shit pissed me off. I couldn't wait to get on this microphone and talk about it. Because I can't stand that shit. Everybody knows it was bullshit. Oh, and yeah. it changed the whole scope of the game. There's not a single big-time national reporter out there today that hasn't commented on it. Everybody is in full agreement. It was a load of... Ma- I'm going to use an old man word. Malarkey. Yeah. But, I mean, you know... Look, Jerome Boger. Let's let's spread his no, name out there for the... Booger. Uh, sure. Jerome Booger. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, look at it. The tuck rule. How did that come about? Tom effing Brady. I actually watched a stupid uh, a video of him and Charles Woodson, old, old, both older men, like laughing and joking about the fucking tuck rule. Like, are you serious, Charles? Like, mm-hmm. was that funny to you when it happened? Like, yeah. Man, this is pissing me you, off. 
Tom Brady gets preferential treatment from the NFL. But that uh, he so, always has. So I lost. I, I didn't lose my shit because I kind of didn't care. But it was so crazy to me, and we talked about this with Bryce Young, the Alabama treatment. When Bryce Young got, it was a safety. He got sacked in the end zone. Okay, and if it wasn't a safety, it was intentional grounding, which is also a safety, right? So the refs freak out and don't know what to do, and they throw a flag and they call targeting. Okay, so now we all know you're full of shit, okay? Mm-hmm. You're totally full of shit. And, and then we get this. Like, I don't understand how they're, like, the, the game should have been stopped. There should have been some sort of phone call. But I mean, I'm sure that's what happened. I'm sure the phone call came before the call. I, I Man, yeah. I am so <laughs> pissed about this. It's so dumb. Like, these guys shouldn't. These guys shouldn't have to fight that hard in a football game. And just because a guy had a legendary career, like, you, you can't sack him now. He's not allowed to be sacked in yeah. a pivotal moment of the game on third down where you'll get the ball back with three minutes with an opportunity to win the guy. I am mad. This so, should piss me off. I like your fire. I like your intensity. But we also have to put it behind us because no, they're not going to give us the win back. They're not going to put three more minutes on the clock. It's it's no it's total horse shit. But it we got to play, we got to play Tampa Bay again, and it's going to be in Atlanta. So that's the that's the game you want to be at. That's the game I want to go to. Oh, I'll be at it. So uh, take take that intensity and direct it towards that game. But you yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah. Because here's another thing too, and I, and I know I said, hey, everybody, just slow down a little bit. It, it's cool. That we're in this position, it's fun to be excited, but it was for first place. Yeah, the Falcons even lost out on potentially taking first place in the division because of a BS call by a and again a referee. There is no, I can't promise you we would have taken that ball from that punt and marched yeah. it down the field and scored. I but you, you don't want the opportunity took, taken away though. Son of a bitch, no. Like yeah, you you know that that's wasn't the, thing. the that wasn't the only that was the most egregious. But there were there were a few other times where you're just like shit. Here we go. Mm-hmm. But that that was so unbelievable. And I think Dave Archer, Dave Archer was interviewing Arthur Smith after the game, and he literally like you could tell everybody's frustrated. But Dave Dave was like. I just want to make sure everybody's clear that this is Dave Archer saying this, not not Coach Arthur Smith. This is mm-hmm. Dave Archer telling you that that was the most egregious yeah. call, blah, 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 blah. And he went off just so just so Arthur didn't get fined for saying it. I thought it was cool. Normally, normally people in the media, whether it's your team or not, will allow the coach to say something like that because you want people to, to listen and you want yeah. your clip to go viral and all sorts of shit. But, like, they're protecting the coach because of how bad this was. They don't want him to get fined because this was actual real bullshit. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, Arthur Smith closed the door and talked about that one. Uh, but again, that's another thing I like about this Falcons team is they're buying in. No quit. There's they're, they're, no quit in this team. They're buying in. They're buying into their head coach. They're buying into the system. It's great. Uh, I guess one other little piece of news we can throw out there is that our friend Deion Jones is out the door, gone to Cleveland, the Browns, uh, and, you know, uh, uh, what they get? We gave him and like Fish a seventh, and rice. seventh round pick, and they got a sixth round pick back, but the biggest, and, and one of our friends on Twitter made a point, is like you save some some money, you know, you, d- you dump some money off, and uh, 
you can use it for next year because he wasn't playing. Well, he's so. a he's a twelve point one four million dollar dead cap hit next year, and then he's off the books. So there you go. Uh, man, hate to see him go like that. Doesn't really fit our defense apparently, and been on the decline, which is why we're not only did we not only did we get only a sixth round pick, but we also had to throw in a seventh round pick. So we essentially just swapped. Sixth and seventh round picks, and they got Deion Jones, former Pro Bowler Deion Jones, who uh, will probably thrive. He'll, sure, he'll probably thrive in in well, the you know, defense. They don't and fit. Good luck they, to him. They don't fit. They don't fit. Right. I it, like it's not a problem. It just man, it just it sucks. Like one of the only good things to come out of the past regime just it is non-existent anymore. But again, you, you wondered. You know, when you when you break up with a girlfriend, what do you do? You, you get rid of all the shirts and the pictures, and sure, you know, I'm okay or, with it, or, or like, whatever. If the only so, thing you, if you're, if our only keepsake is Grady Jarrett, I'm okay. Yeah, maybe it's just a the cleansing. Is eh, you know, let's get this guy out of here, and 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 that's the thing too. Is it's a business. Everybody knows that. You know that. Uh, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, you you you're, you're a great player. You just don't fit into what we're trying to accomplish here any longer you don't fit into this scheme or you're not a Dean Pease guy or, or whatever. So it is what it is, but Hey, you know what? Falcons are rolling along. We'll get that Falcons 49ers preview later this week. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, maybe they take some of that, uh, emotion and, and some of that into the Niners game and just throttle them. Still haven't seen a, a complete solid, Awesome performance from Mr. Mariota. There's no balance on offense, but th- but that's the thing. Like somehow, no balance on offense. The the turnover bug didn't crush him against the Bucks, but our our defense keeps us in games. What that just sounds so weird to say. It yeah. sounds they're usually the the part of the team that we have to we struggle with the most, and like they're keeping us in games. Like, but. I don't know. It's just it's a group effort, but we do need balance on offense. Balance on offense will would really really help us out in this situation. You can tell you can tell just by watching the games that we and, and honestly you can just look at the box score and know oh shit we're just gonna run the ball now, mm-hmm. which is what what are we doing? It bugs me to no extent, but it is what it is. There there is a plan out there, and I am I'm bought into it so. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep riding with it, but I we know where I stand. I don't understand if you're if you're game planning around this guy's inability to throw the football well, or possibility of making mistakes with the football. Why don't you try the other guy? I, I don't think it's. I mean, it's. I think it's a little that, but you also look at what we have yesterday. We had Drake London and 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 OZ and and nobody. You know, there was a couple of, I mean, I saw, I had, to, I had class, had a big project, but I snuck and watched some of it and there were some passes that were just dropped. You know, we won't have pits, so uh, you can be damn sure that uh, I'm sure London was getting double teamed. Uh, uh, You're right. You know, I'm, so I'm, I'm not going to give him too much shit. I'm just saying in the, we've seen the running game, even with pits in the lineup, it's been more run heavy just because that, and I'm guessing maybe to minimize mistakes or, or what? I, it's irrelevant. I just want the guy that can throw the ball. Yeah. That's a lot of I people want. are saying that uh, Ritter will get his first action against the Bengals just because, like, it's Cincinnati. But whatever. 
I, I live in a fantasy land, and I know this is never going to happen, but uh, because we don't have a, a game-breaking tight end. We have Felipe Franks and a couple other guys. We don't. I live in a fantasy world where the Falcons get Brock Bowers. And then you have Brock Bowers, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. And, and Kyle Pitts is, okay, technically speaking, he's listed as a tight end, but he's not a tight end. He's a, some sort of hybrid freak of a Well, so Brock Bowers, weapon. Brock Bowers maybe not that same type. Like, I think Gilbert would be more along the lines of what a Kyle Pitts is. But don't don't think that Arthur Smith won't get Brock Bowers if he's available. Arthur yeah. Smith loves a tight end, and you could do weird things with those two in the NFL. Real weird things. I mean, take any take any uh, tight end out of Georgia's room right now. <laughs> sure. I'm just saying, just uh, imagine imagine the set. Like, Bowers, Pitts, and, and London – and uh, who knows if we get us a, another receiver in the draft or we, we sign one in free agency, which will probably ultimately happen for us. We will get another wide receiver. I, I'm still, uh, I still swear that Calvin Ridley will never wear a Falcon no, uniform again. No, so no, no. like take that out of there, but imagine that, imagine if that asshole was on the field. Yeah, but he, he's done. He's I, no, yeah, I know, yeah, but I'm just done. saying it just uh, pits Ridley London. We got a decent offense. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not saying that person's not here, but I want a feature running back. Cordell Patterson has done well. I want a feature back. I want a Pro Bowl badass dude toting the rock. Would you rather have the feature back or a top five defense? Would you rather mm. would you rather add pieces to the defense and make the defense stellar, or would you rather have a high powered offense? Is I guess. Hey what I'm man, asking. you know, add a couple pieces uh, to the defense. You know, in the offseason this year, draft, work on the offense the next year. That's year four. I, year year five, put it all together. Don't don't get me don't put it all me, together. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have a three down feature back. I would absolutely love it. I just I the way that the NFL is going right now, like it's, it's really cool to have one. It'd be sweet to have a Chubb or a Barkley or, or somebody along yeah, those lines. It'd be great to have that. But you see other teams running, running back by committee. We're running, running back by committee. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's doable without having one of those, but we need, I like, I want to, I just want us to have a beast of a defense. Because because we're we're working on the offense, we're putting the pieces together there, and I I don't I don't know what's coming down the road. I I can't wait to see what happens in this off season. Not to think too far ahead, but like I just like to see. I like the direction that they're going, and I hope that one more one more defensive draft and that uh, that little bit of extra money that we're gonna have plugging holes wherever they think they need to plug them. With, with veterans, have some veteran presence on the team. I think, man, it's mm, exciting. Look at Tampa Bay. Not this latest, uh, latest one, but yeah, they won a I'd Super Bowl. I'd prefer for, not to. I'd like to They have won a, a good Super day. Bowl with a completely soul-crushing, smothering defense. And Trent Dilfer at quarterback. Yeah. So, I get what you're saying. I just, man, I've always been, I guess, uh, I guess if I have to point to, like, my favorite position in – Football, I guess I've always been, you know, I was, I was a big Emmett Smith guy. I loved watching Barry Sanders. I loved watching Walter Payton, you know. Oh, I 
Don't you know, give I've me just wrong. Always been, so I've always I just, love it. You know, I, I like having that big star uh, thoroughbred, you know, toting the mail back there. I don't know. I, I've always been a running back guy. Sure. I've always, and, I guess, gravitated towards them for whatever reason. Hey, I mean, I got my favorite wide receivers too. But, you know, speaking of offense, those birds, the, the other, other birds. birds. Yes. The other birds in I'm Atlanta. I'm for this one. I can't The Hawks, man, they, uh, they went to Abu Dhabi. Whooped up on the Bucks, 123-113, 118 to 109. And the one thing that I said is uh, the stars, the starters, got a lot of action. And they're going uh, and, to. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, Wednesday this week, play the Cavaliers at 7 o'clock. Then we got Pelicans and Rockets. And I think that ends the postseason. And then in Friday, October 21st at 7.30 p.m., the Orlando Magic. Can't to, wait to kick off the. That's right. I'm right, aren't I? Orlando kicks off the real. Uh, Rockets. Rockets. Wednesday. Rockets kick off. Um, All right. Wednesday. Wednesday, October nineteenth. Everybody. Hawks. Rockets. Seven thirty p.m. Atlanta's minus nine and a half. Yeah. Well. Well. We'll see. We'll see what happens this year. I from what I've seen in these first two games, uh, I'm, Deontay Murray almost went off for a triple double, a twenty five point triple double. Um, in game one, and that showed that had almost all the starters. Uh, Trey, I believe, 21 points in that game. Um, DeAndre Hunter looking really good. Collins looking good. Big O looking like he made a step. Uh, Anyeka Okongwu, for those of you who don't know who that is, um, looking like he made a big step in the offseason. Uh, this team is going to be a, an absolute problem. They are just, yeah. a, they are fast. And they are, uh, man, they are just annoying as hell on defense, which is great. I I know it's preseason, but this NBA preseason, there's only a, a couple games, so everybody's trying to get into get up to game speed before the regular season starts, and it's right around the corner. But I I'm not gonna say he's gonna be in the race for Defensive Player of the Year, but watching Trey Young in preseason play defense was uh, a lot. It it was surprising. And very exciting to see. Um, Trey Young in the second game. No Deontay Murray in the second game. Uh, Trey Young plays 20 minutes in the first half and goes off for 31 points. Mm-hmm. Seven for nine from three-pointer. I think 11 from 15 from the floor uh, in total. It was it was fun to watch. It, you just saw it. You saw it. It clicked. He came down the court. He dropped one. He came back down, dropped one from the same spot. Came back down logoed some uh, Bobby Portis shot a three to match him. He came back down and logoed somebody almost from half court. Uh, if this is a thing for this year and, and please, I love the national media. Please keep disrespecting the Hawks at where you rank them in the East. And please, please keep telling us that the, that the Cavaliers are going to be better than us. And please just, please keep doing whatever the hell you're doing because Trey feeds on that. You're literally like amping him up. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this team, the way it's built right now, is going to be an absolute problem for everyone. Hey man, it doesn't get any better than beating the Bucks. The Greek freak was out there on the floor. I oh mean, yeah. No, no. So I mean Chris Middleton wasn't there, but like these all of the NBA executives said that the Bucks are the favorite to win the championship this year. So yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, NBA execs also said that Luca was the favorite to win the MVP, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, Hawks he are going to be good, is. man. Undoubtedly, 
the Hawks are going to be good. Just watching them play, though, the, the difference between him being on the court, Deontay Murray, the difference between him being on the court um, one game and how they played, and then him being off the court the next game, they still played the same way. They yeah. still played like with the same nagging defense and intensity. And I, I, I'm telling you guys, watch out for DeAndre Hunter this year. If he stays healthy, and I'm knocking on wood under the table, if he stays healthy, he is going to be the absolute X factor. And I've man, I said this before we drafted him that I that I wanted him in the draft. Ever since we've had him. He is our X factor. This team will go the way the way he goes. If if Hunter stays healthy, he is an absolute problem. He's a huge asset on both ends of the floor. And that is that is that's pivotal. It's pivotal to have a guy in the three position uh that can play defense the way he does and, and score the way he does. And I man, just watching in the preseason with Murray on the court and with Murray off the court. With Murray off the court, he's got, you know, a, a bigger role on the offensive side of the ball. And it didn't skip a beat. And it was it was really, really good to watch. That mid-range jumper is absolutely wet. So You're not excited about Hawks basketball man, God at all. God bless it. Not at all. Not one bit. I cannot you're not even wait. You're not, you're not even may, looking forward to it. You don't even want to go to any games. I may be there Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. I would love to... Uh, I mean, I'm going to go to some games. I don't know if I'll get down to the opener, but I, I will be at some games this year because, like I said, Valerie, is uh, she loves her some Hawks basketball. And the games are fun, man. I don't know if, if you go uh, – I'm not you, but you guys out there, I don't know if you go to a lot of NBA games, but Hawks games are – they're fun. They're just fun. I don't know. And it's different going down – I'll tell you this, uh, because we're doing this, I'll be watching more at home. But it's just different. Even when I was in, uh, you know, like – high school college like it's different going to watch basketball live than watching it on tv and i don't know where where the, it gets lost but commercials that i guess i'm and i don't it's, know it's such a fast-paced game that when you stop it and then you start it again and then you stop it like when you're in this when you're in the stadium it doesn't it's not that bad because there's other stuff going on when you're in state farm arena there there's always something happening in front of you some guys juggling poodles there's uh shirt cannons going off there's lasers trampoline there's, dunkers yeah all kind of wild stuff going on I'm, now i will say Hawks. this uh watching the watching the bulls in the 90s never got old <laughs> but no but, but i know what you're Scottie saying Pippen, watching but. watching basketball on tv i i i thoroughly enjoy it regardless but watching basketball on tv pales in comparison like i i know people that can get the same enjoyment watching a football game from home as they do in a stadium because it's hard it's hard to follow unless you have like the really really good seats you actually spend most of your time watching the big screen and you don't get uh you don't get the hawks announcer you know holman sweet it's yeah i mean it, there's a lot to there's a lot to be desired when you're watching at home, I, I don't know. I it's I I would much rather be in the building. The the yeah. energy is so much different, and it is so fast paced. And and Hawks fans are are really Hawks fans. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's not I. Whenever another big team come, it's the same situation as we have for the Falcons. Whenever the Lakers are in town, that place is 
packed full of Lakers oh, yeah. jerseys. You know, in any any team, it was it was packed with Charlotte fans when we played them in the playoffs last year. It it just it is what it is. That's what Atlanta's going to be. But I feel like I feel like we have a really 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 solid core of Hawks fans here. Yeah. And it is the energy in that place is is fantastic. And and Trey Young, Trey Young brings that up a little bit. And I'm telling you, the addition of Deontay Murray, this place, it's gonna be rocking. There's gonna be a lot of there was a there was a pick and roll play that he and John, John Collins ran, and John Collins absolutely just annihilated. Just a, a nice little windmill. Just a just a windmill in uh, Abu Dhabi, but to see the way that they're working together, like this could be Highlight Factory 2.0. Yeah, man, the Highlight Factory is open. I, but I remember going to Hawks games when, you know, if you sat up in the nosebleeds, they'd give you courtside seats just to move you down for TV. So, man, uh, I had we are who knows how long this episode is. Yeah, we had some camera difficulties, but I think we're at like ninety minutes. So okay, uh, again, Braves baseball is kicking off against the Philadelphia Stillies. Uh, the, the, the birds got robbed, but they're going to bounce back against the 49ers. Those gold digging fools, uh, uh, you know, dogs, dogs are going to roll against Vandy. It's, uh, again, it's always good to be an Atlanta fan. And, uh, I'll say one last thing. If you, if you're a hip hop guy at all, if you love hip hop music, go to a Hawks game, you'll probably see five of your favorite dudes running around on any given night. So there's another one. I mean, Atlanta's like a, a hip hop hotbed, but I'm actually hoping to bump into Quavo and yeah, those, take off because those they, dudes are there all the time. They just put out an an album, and I heard it this morning while I was in the shower for the first time. They sampled Outkast, so fresh and so clean. All right, and I'm a little pissed about it. Mm. But but we just talked about Hawks, so I'm in a big, really big good boy mood. got paid though. So you know, sure, yeah, Andre yeah, got paid. Of course. Um, but yeah, you know, go down there any night. There's superstars, uh, all kind of man. Chris Tucker's there all the time. You might run into him. So I mean, that's beside the point. But I'm just saying, star-studded event. It's a gala affair. Get down to a Hawks game. We're gonna be down there. Still got to uh, you know figure out the whole virtual uh, credential thing. Uh, send an email off. We're gonna hear back, and and you know we still got a couple weeks. So we'll see how that goes. And man, hopefully we bring you some great inside. Hawks information, some great sound cuts from the players and coaches. So that's another thing. This, this could be your home for all things Hawks. And I'm excited, man. They're going to be good. They're going to be a good basketball team. They, they're going to bounce back from the – they kind of had that, you know, high. you went up to New York and watched them. And then they kind of went down. But they're back up this year. They're going to be great. Everything's coming together. Good young core. Saw them in New York without Trey Young, and they were screaming F Trey Young the whole game. Yeah, because uh, he was in their heads. And speaking of that, I'll leave you with this. When you lay your head down at night on the pillow, Atlanta fans, just know that the Atlanta Braves and the rest of us, we all live rent-free in anybody that's a Mets fan's head. And that's a beautiful thing. You guys are all beautiful things. We'll see you next time. Do you believe? 